latest installment of our UH Ventures Health Voyages podcast series. David Sylvan here. For this episode, we're going to get the perspective of a startup founder, someone who's relatively early in her journey into the healthcare marketplace. We certainly will have other founders' stories in our pipeline. Be sure to stay tuned for those. But for today, we are very grateful to have Cleveland's own Lindsay Watson, CEO of Augment Therapy. Hey, Lindsay. Hello. Thank you for having me. Pleasure is ours. I'm also joined by colleague and friend Sarah Mahalik. Sarah leads UH Ventures' strategic partnership portfolio, amongst many other duties that are often assigned. And Sarah's also worked very closely with you, Lindsay, over the past year or so to bring this technology to UH. Hey, Sarah. Hi, David. Hi, Lindsay. Hello. So, Lindsay, let's start with you. Tell us about your background. Introduce yourself to, uh, to our listeners. Well, um, I'm a physical therapist by trade. I've been practicing for the past 18 years with 15 of those years specializing in pediatrics. And I worked in both the school-based setting and the outpatient setting, treating children with a variety of diagnoses like cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, developmental delay. And I came to found the company basically because of problems that I was facing in my own daily care and general frustration over there being really no tools that could help me solve the problems I was experiencing and problems I was seeing in my patients. So uh, experience-driven, unmet need, and you, you decided to, uh, to go about and solve for that. You're also very humble. You've left out a couple of features and a couple of uh, facts along the way. Uh, you won, your company won the A and B grants from Glide, the Innovation Fund of America. You've participated in Plug and Play Cleveland. You've won first place at Youngstown's Shark Tank Business Incubator Competition. And last year, you were named, actually 2018, you were named one of Crane's Notable Women in Technology. So certainly, tremendous accolades and we congratulate you for that. You have a partner in this uh, endeavor? Yes, my co-founder Steve Blake. Uh, we founded the company. Um, I basically founded it initially without his help and found him soon after the endeavor began and he has over 30 years of software development experience and he specializes in creating augmented and mixed reality and virtual reality content. But more importantly, he also has created a multitude of software for children. So he really is the ideal partner for me in this sense. Um, he's also a pretty humble guy, so he, he won't tell you, but he's also an orchestral composer. So he has a multitude of talents, and uh, I couldn't be more blessed to have him as a co-founder. Tremendous. So left and right brain for, uh, for both of you. Drill down a little bit in terms of the key problems that your technology is looking to address. The problems that I noticed most in the industry were, uh, number one, being an influx, uh, an increase in the patients that we were seeing identified with the disabilities that we typically treat in physical therapy. Uh, we're seeing an increase in children being diagnosed with autism. Um, and developmental delays, and our paradigm of how we treat those patients is still unchanged after decades. Um, we primarily are doing a one-to-one -one model, bring the patient to us, we will treat them twice a week, 
for years on end to get progress. And after many years of me listening to my patients and to the pain they were facing as well, uh, struggling just to parents to engage their kids to perform exercises outside of their clinical time, it became very evident to me as we were shifting towards this value-based care that the status quo was not going to be able to carry us into the future and that I couldn't just sit and listen anymore. I, I had to finally decide to stand up and do something about it. So, Lindsay, I think we, we understand the problem to be solved, the job to be done, and that makes sense to us. Give us a snippet, and we'll drill into it maybe a little bit later in detail, but give us a snippet in terms of the technology you're deploying to, to solve for the problem. Augment therapy really combines two key elements. We combined augmented and mixed reality experiences, combine that with telehealth capability to improve the delivery of pediatric therapy uh, through targeted physical therapy movement and exercise. We basically are designed to help clinicians transcend their reach from outside the four walls of practice improve patient engagement through this kind of immersive technology and we do it without wearables and we we employ some level of engagement through this layered digital content. So the last time I checked there aren't uh, entrepreneurial classes taught as part of the PT curriculum. So how did you learn to do this? Create business plans, you know, you, you, you connected with a, a tremendous partner, developed the technology. Tell us a little bit about how you, you got yourself to this point. Yeah, the, that internal struggle was one personally that I faced for a few years. Uh, I had the idea for how I would solve these problems, but I admittedly felt I wasn't qualified to start a company to solve them myself. Uh, so I would just daydream about them. and But I would research these other companies in the adult space that were trying to solve some of these problems. So I believe I was kind of laying the groundwork for making the decision to jump in without fully making that decision. Uh, once I did finally decide to make the jump, I instantly took stock in my own skill set. Uh, so I had to take a deep look at what I was capable of learning uh, and uh, absorbing as much information as I could about business building, uh, but also understanding inherently what would probably be outside the scope of what I could possibly do. So I immediately went and looked for the people that could fill and check boxes that I could not do. And so I, I sought out uh, mentorship and uh, entrepreneurial uh, development agencies within our ecosystem here. I sought out and asked for mentors, and I brought them on very early in the process. Uh, I sought out Jumpstart. I sought out Youngstown Business Incubator. I applying to the Glide program really was like a boot camp in how to build a business and that whole process of going for that funding really laid the groundwork for where I'm at now. You might have begun to answer my next question, but let's get tactical granular for a second. How do you go about designing and refining your pitch? You are by every measure tremendous when it comes to pitching your value proposition. It resonates with everyone. We received direct and anecdotal feedback with regard to the quality of your pitching. How did you get to that point? 
That was a painful process uh, also. Uh, admittedly, when I started it, I had never had to even work with PowerPoint uh, before. I believe the I even Googled uh, what is a pitch deck. I didn't know. And um, my first version of my pitch deck, my 12-year-old son at the time had to help me create it as I knew nothing about it. Uh, I bought business books uh, to walk me through the process, and so that was one of my first endeavors. But I put myself in front of mentors at Jumpstart and Youngstown Business Incubator that would basically uh, grill me uh, repeatedly. And uh, I would go back and improve with each time. And it, it was a very lengthy process, but it, I think it was great because it ultimately got me where I am now, which is basically effectively communicating what the vision of the company is. Well, the process certainly worked. Let me pivot. Uh, I just returned from JP Morgan. Uh, I met with a number of people there, as one does. And one of the people I met with is a uh, entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur by the name of Crystal Brown. And we were lamenting the reality when it comes to female founders, female-led startups, and the delta from a funding perspective between those entities and their male counterparts. Tell us about your experience with regard to fundraising specifically. As a founder in general, the fundraising process is difficult. It's long. Um, really, the objective is to not only just convey the value that your customer is going to feel, but to convey the, the value in general to the investor and get them to buy in to what you believe and what you're saying. And that's a difficult path. Um, it definitely takes longer than I thought it would. Uh, I probably had a, a too high of an ego of myself initially thinking I'd be able to do it because I'm a clinician and I, I, I know the pain points better than anyone else does. Um, but that was wrong in many ways and I had to learn that um, as a female founder, you know, when I look around, um, there's not many of us, uh, definitely in the technical field in particular, as I'm now a clinician but leading a technical company. Uh, if you look at the numbers, they're really abysmal. Um, and I chose to ignore those numbers because I think many female founders look at those numbers and it rather than shining a light on the reality of dissuaded. they are and they will not do it and um, I chose to focus that my own um, perceived inequities uh, being a clinician founder were actually my advantages in disguise and I chose to focus on those things and not listen to the rhetoric. I think that uh, there are more naysayers at the starting line than there are at the finish line. Yeah, good, good, good points, and uh, really appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. So, Sarah, let me let me turn to you. We university hospitals are in a an active engagement together with Lindsay and Augment Therapy. What do you think resonated when it came to the stakeholders that are now partnering with Augment Therapy? What part of the pitch? What part of the story do you think uh, worked? Like Lindsay, they have lived the unmet need in, in delivering care for many years. The stakeholders that we had, have at the table from an early initial launch and, and use of the product uh, through our, our research study are, are treating patients that 
you know, either have, you know, struggled to stay engaged in physical therapy. Um, it's a struggle to even get them started with physical therapy. Uh, many of them, uh, where it's difficult for these clinicians to really even measure the progress with their patients from a quantitative perspective. And so, you know, I think right away, these clinicians saw an incredible opportunity and an unmet need that they too are very passionate about. At Rainbows in particular, we have an initiative called Get Up and Go uh, that's been in place before, you know, Lindsay even came into our world and it's all around the value of early mobilization and driving uh, improved outcomes through that. So, you know, part of getting up and, and moving or get up and go has a, a huge uh, correlation to physical therapy. And so I think more than anything, they felt this unmet need just like Lindsay did, you know, when she had the idea and started the company. So back to you, Lindsay. What, you know, share some of the, uh, share some of the deep secrets here. What have you learned in general about selling to hospital systems, initiating pilots? How have you optimized that strategy? What would you tell other founders? I think the pathway will definitely be different for every single company, given the industry that they're trying to sell into, the discipline within the hospital that they're selling into, um, whether they go down the path of an IRB submission, whether they go down the path of just getting it in front of their customer and getting internal feedback. I think there's value in whichever pathway. I think the ultimate takeaway is that regardless of your knowledge and the traction that your company may have, that the engagement period will be a long, a, a long trajectory and just to plan for that and make sure that that time while you're waiting to get through the process and to level up through the system, that that time is not idle and that you're still building and innovating and creating and moving forward constantly even while um, you're working towards that internal submission. So Sarah, perhaps back to you then, and it's related to, to the last response. Give us some of the general mechanics of getting Augments Therapies technology off the ground here at Rainbow Babies and Children's at UH. What have we learned from this experience, and what is it about the technology and the founder that has helped us get to this go-live state? Oh, there's a lot there, but um, in terms of the general mechanics of getting the pilot off the ground, um, what we learned from this experience, you know, we initially started down this journey that we were going to find uh, the right place to initially trial or launch the solution and it became clear that, you know, to, to really build evidence-based outcomes that we could publish on children that we would, you know, benefit and more importantly, Lindsay would benefit from a company perspective in designing a clinical trial through our institutional review board, through our IRB, that we could really um, have credibility around the design of that trial, the desired outcomes of that trial, and, and the data that we could report out. And given our deep experience in this space, in the clinical research domain, and also in the pediatrics domain, uh, we saw a great opportunity for, uh, for for the company, for Augment Therapy, to have that evidence-based data to turn back to. 
So the learnings is, you know, if we would have come to that conclusion a little faster in the process, to Lindsay's earlier point, it would have sped things up. Hmm. And getting, you know, alignment on that strategy, getting the right, you know, physician investigators aligned to the strategy, and getting it, to, you know, through the IRB process, all has a, a very orchestrated timing to it. So just coming to that conclusion quicker would have been really helpful. Uh, but all that being said, uh, to, to Lindsay's point, through that time, we were using that period to innovate collectively together. So getting feedback from the PTs you know, in our department on enhancements that Augment Therapy was making to the software, getting uh, feedback on refinements to the visual components or the camera components of the platform. All those advancements and in innovation and feedback from the clinicians and from the stakeholders here was happening at the same time. So I think for us too, a key learning was make progress even while you know the, the process is unfolding in its orchestrated way. So Lindsay, we've gone live. Um, you're seeing the technologies being deployed. What have the sessions been like? What type of feedback have you received? You know, give us a sense of, of uh, how it's going. Well, and to give you a little bit of background basically on how Augment Therapy works as well, um, so that you can understand the, how the, the feedback that we're getting is basically it functions as, as an augmented or mixed reality technology that changes the experience of physical therapy and uh, how we do that is we have children stand in front of a 3D depth sensing camera. We project their image on the TV screen in front of them, and we track data on their movement while they're guided through a series of physical therapy exercises through, with an avatar. And that avatar is following the direction embedded by that clinician. And then we just filter the digital content within the environment to engage the patient to move in targeted ways. What we're already seeing uh, in the early trials of the software, both in the inpatient and outpatient setting, is all our beliefs that children respond more to technology than they do to, in many ways, into human interaction is consistent and true. Uh, it, it is, you know, and and that's been the premise of the company. Really, is to let the clinician shine where they need to shine, and let technology help expand their reach and expand patient engagement so that we can improve the experience and the outcomes of patients. And right. It's not a replacement for the human touch. Exactly right. Uh, there, there's a way to integrate technology without undermining the role of the clinician. And really by using that mixed and augmented reality content, just by simply changing up the experience and the environment, we can engage a, a patient far better than even the human being can. Um, some particular cases, for example, are we had one patient that the clinician had been working for months to get the child to balance on one foot. This is a, a really foundational skill in physical therapy is just balancing on one foot. And typically that data point is just guesstimated um, by the therapist with the naked eye uh, when they're performing it and they create games to get a child to do it. In the first session with Augment Therapy, her baseline prior to using it 
was just 12 seconds. And in her first session with augment therapy, balancing for 12 seconds on one leg, leg, uh, she did it for 27 seconds in her first session with augment therapy. So she truly was engaged by the content on the screen as she was distracted on some level. And the entire time we were objectively collecting data on her movement uh, through the software for the therapist. So we're really trying to design the software to not only make it a better experience for the therapist, uh, for the patient, but also for the therapist. Tremendous story. And uh, we know there are many others like that. Lindsay, we're going to begin to close here. What advice would you give to others who are thinking of being disruptive, introducing novel technologies into the healthcare setting, what pointers would you give them? I definitely, to any clinician thinking about it, I really especially appreciate clinician-driven innovation. And I wish more would take the risk, like me, and do it. Because I really do feel, now that I'm in the process, uh, up to my ears in the process, um, that these things that I thought were uh, problems, uh, that I was not, you know, inherently trained, I don't have an MBA, uh, that those were problems, but those have actually accelerated us forward in many ways. I'm not saying that those other skill sets aren't valuable. Of course they are. But the clinician driving the company can innovate faster in many ways. They speak the language of the customer, and there's value to that. So I really want any other clinicians that have the idea to commit to the discomfort that is naturally going to come with stepping outside of the comfort zone. But it's a worthwhile endeavor, and I really hope they do it. Great counsel, and I hope uh, I hope that that advice is uh, is heeded. So we ask this question of all of our guests, Lindsay. Um, any books you're reading right now that you want to recommend? You want to talk about any podcasts? Well, I, I do a little bit of both. I listen to How I Built This podcast, and I listen to the Up To. Uh, podcast as well. I really enjoy that one. I just started that one. And the book I'm reading right now, which I love, is The Ride of a Lifetime by Bob Iger, uh, the CEO of Disney. Uh, He talks all about the characteristics of a CEO, uh, how to work up from literally the bottom rank to the top rung. And what I found so far in reading the book is it has many, in most ways, due to the characteristics and the personalities traits. And uh, those traits are things that can be learned, um, but can be honed and practiced. And I really, I'm really loving that book right now. We definitely intend to check that out. That's a, that's a great endorsement. So, Lindsay, thank you. Thank, uh, thank you, everyone, for, uh, for listening today. We encourage you to check out Augment Therapy. You can visit their website at augmenttherapy.com. We look forward to bringing you more episodes like this this year. Please stay tuned. And as a note, we are disseminating our newest podcast, news events, and other great content on our University Hospitals Ventures page on LinkedIn. So check that out. And in addition, you can visit our website at ventures.uhhospitals.com dot org. Catch you next time.